It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We welcome you, one and all, to a new edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 216, and it is a special edition because the Redskins have been cooking in the kitchen, baby. Oh, yeah. Two first-round picks pumping and injecting some new life into a stale franchise. And we're here to talk about it, and we're here to talk about it with you. And joining me now is my pal, my longtime colleague at 106.7 The Fan. It is Mr. P.J. Elliott. And he's with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at PJ Elliott Radio. At PJ Elliott Radio, he is an anchor. He is an on-air personality. He is an executive producer. He is just a good dude. And he's with us here again on the uh, Locked on Redskins podcast. Peach, how are you? I'm, uh, I, you know what? I feel great after uh, after the draft tonight. Absolutely. Two first-round picks. Now, you're a longtime Redskins fan. You grew up in the Northern Virginia area. Yep. So you've got to be, A, frustrated with what you've seen <laughs> over a long, long period of time. But I would imagine after you see what we were live on the air covering on 106.7 The Fan as both first-round pick, well, as the original first-round pick was made and then the trade-up, and you actually saw it uh, first where the Redskins traded up at number 26, and we'll get into all the the the, the 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 parts of it, but you had to be pretty pumped up seeing, oh, my gosh, my favorite team took a big swing for the fence, a couple of big swings for the fence. Yeah, they did. I, I love the Haskins pick. I, I know that there are some people that, that don't, but I, I like it. I was worried that they were going to make a move and trade up, and that was that was my big concern. Uh, as much as I like as I like Dwayne Haskins, I didn't want them to to sell the farm to get him or any other quarterback for that matter. I I was thinking that maybe they would go Jonah Williams, or, or I would have liked to have seen them gone offensive line had had it been an option. Obviously, Williams went be- before uh, before the Redskins got there at fifteen. But um, I really like Haskins. Uh, you know, people make a big deal that he- that he's a local kid. That, I mean, that that's a great side story, but it's it's it doesn't. Have it ultimately anything. means nothing that right. he's also buddies with like Dan Snyder's kid. Right. Exactly. Who cares? It, it, it means nothing. I mean, and you know what? Going back, I, I interviewed him his senior year in high school. He's back then at least he was very great, uh, great kid to talk to. Uh, comes from a good family, you know. He's he's local, and and that's all great and everything. But can he play quarterback? And he showed in one year at Ohio State he can play quarterback, and he's got an arm. So I like that, and I love that they traded up to get Montez Sweat and didn't really give up a lot for it. Right? They you know they lose the second round this year. Maybe they do something to package one of the thirds this year. They get back in the second round. Well, uh, th- that that is still an option, and just for everybody that is unaware, what the Redskins did was they moved back from 46 overall in the second round to 26 overall in the first round via trade with Indianapolis, again, giving up their second rounder this year and a second rounder, which we don't know, of course, 
the spot of that second rounder in the 2020 draft, again, to get that second first round pick and an extra year of contractual control for what it turns out to be Montez Sweat. So that's the trade there. Of course, at number 15, they took uh, Haskins. Um, So I wanted to ask you this from from your perspective with Haskins, because you said you talked to him uh, when he was in high school. Clearly, again, it's going to be a popular pick because it's A, a quarterback, B, a local kid, uh, all the tie-ins. Do you think that the reporting that was done leading up to this by Diana Rossini, by Grant Paulson, um, you know, I had a couple little nuggets, others did as well, that this was a Dan and Bruce-driven selection, and some in the building are not big fans of it, including some members of the coaching staff. Do you think that's a bad look for the Redskins? I think that because it's a popular pick and they did not give up multiple first-round picks and second-round picks like like they did it with RG3, uh, I don't think it, it, it comes off as a bad move. Right, that's where you're drawing the line because they stayed home at right. 15. Exactly. Gotcha. And I think that's right. Yeah. Now, if they if they did give up, you know, swap first rounds this this year, give up next year's first round and in a second round next year, and then a second round in twenty twenty one, yeah, then then it would be all hell breaking loose around D.C. and and in Ashburn. But because they they as you said stayed home, because they didn't have to give up anything to to get a quarterback, they they get what they needed. They, Plain and simple, they needed a quarterback. People can can say how great Case Keenum, or not great, but how usable he is, or or solid, or solid, maybe. reliable. Yeah, like he's he's just he's an okay guy. Okay, that that's great. That's not going to win anything. They've got now a kid that they can groom, and whether it's with Jay or whoever the next coach is, they've got a guy that they have control of for the next six years plus. One thing that might be concerning to some, Chris Cooley, who I worked with at Redskins Radio, who I covered as a tight end on this team, who can be grumpy, uh, but studies a lot of tape. And it's not that he's perfect and he knows everything or whatever, but he does work hard at it. I know he does because I've seen him do it, and I've learned a lot from him. Uh, He is not a fan of Dwayne Haskins. He does not think this is a good pick. Uh, And, again, there are people inside the building on the football operations side that, again, do not think Dwayne Haskins uh, is going to work out. Ultimately, we have to see who's right and who's wrong. I still think it was a worthwhile gamble, as I've said on this podcast for a long time. I think he's the best quarterback in this draft, better than Kyler Murray, in my opinion. Now, maybe I'm wrong, uh, and, and I'm sure I will be ultimately wrong, but I'd rather take my chance on a guy like Haskins who, as you said, strong arm, and more importantly, very accurate to the tune of 70%. I'll deal with some of the mobility issues. When we come back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 216, we'll talk about Montez Sweat and what that means for the front seven. As well, we're going to hear from Jay Gruden late on Thursday night into early Friday morning, his press conference with reporters at Redskins Park after the Redskins' first-round picks. And they made picks, too, as we've been talking about. Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback, and Montez Sweat. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. PJLA back in a flash. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 216. Before we hear from Jay Gruden, we bring back our pal PJ Elliott at PJ Elliott Radio on Twitter. You can hear him on 106.7 The Fan as well and the radio.com app. Again, we'll hear from Jay Gruden in just a couple of moments. Uh, Peach, so we talked about Dwayne Haskins, and obviously there's going to be a, paral- a lot of paralysis by analysis. I'm going to get into more of the scheme issues and all that stuff on a uh, near future episode, but right now I just want to keep it kind of simple because there's so much good stuff to talk about, and again, we want everybody to hear about um, the two picks from Jay Gruden because he's the head coach of the football team, right? That makes sense. We have that audio. We're going to play that, and we're going to let you hear from the head coach of the Washington Redskins. But Montez Sweat, again, they traded up from the second round to get the Mississippi State uh, edge pass rusher. I know he can play all three downs, kind of I don't want to say he's a freaky athlete, but he's a four-four-two guy, I believe it is. Uh, and I, 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 he's look, he's got a long frame. He can bend. He can kind of contort his body, from what I've seen. And he's got good get off. I don't know if he's got an explosive first step that's going to make you go, wow, like oh my god, this guy's going to beat everybody right off the snap. But this seems to be a really good addition to a team that was desperately looking for an edge pass rusher with Preston Smith gone, and maybe one day he'll be a better pass rusher than Preston Smith. I I certainly hope so. I mean, he he's shown in college that he can get to the quarterback. He had, what, 21, 22 sacks in, in two years or so. Uh, bit, like you said, he's a big guy, 6'6". Six, six. Um, I, I love the way that he looks, and, and you know, and, and there is the um, – the, the heart condition that, that showed up, and whether it's right or wrong, Jay Gruden addressed that a little bit in, in the press conference, um, uh, you know, right after the, the first round of the draft. Um, but I like him. I mean, you know, he, he is a top 15 talent, and, and Jay even said that they looked, they wanted him at 15, mm-hmm. but he fell. And that's what happens. I mean, that, that's what happened with Jonathan Allen. He fell. And and that worked out well. Do you have a pri- Do you have a problem with the price that they had to pay though? Which again is not just a second round pick this year; it's also a second round pick next year. No, not at all. I'm 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 totally fine with that. They they've got a a top let's say top fifteen talent because they they were going to consider taking him at fifteen, right. a top fifteen talent, and they gave up two second round picks. So that's fine. And then, as you said earlier, they they have an extra year of control. With right. If it was reverse, right, and they had taken Montez Sweat at 15 because, of course, he was there, and so was Dwayne Haskins. If it was reversed and they took Sweat at 15, which would have probably been disappointing to a lot of Redskins fans at the Redskins draft party, but still a smart and understandable football move, but then traded the number 46 overall pick and then traded the second round pick next year, somehow, some way, Dwayne Haskins had made it to that point into the mid 20s, somewhere in that range, which again, I don't think he would have. But if he, I think people would be going, oh my goodness, this is just tremendous. You got the potential quarterback. So reversing it, I'm with you. I think it's certainly a price to pay, but I think it's a worthwhile price to pay if they're right on their evaluation. Hopefully the heart condition was a simple misdiagnosis. misdiagnosis. That's why they do combine medical rechecks, quite honestly, about two weeks before the draft. Every NFL team sends their medical staff back to Indianapolis to go over this and to bring guys back for medical rechecks, and that's where it was discovered that they made an original error. So hopefully he's okay. And then you hope you have the football part down 
and that he's got that twitchy ability off the edge to combine with Ryan Kerrigan, his pass rush moves, and his raw power to give the Redskins a good one-two. And that allows Ryan Anderson to not have as much pressure. And hopefully he gets you four or five sacks and seals the edge on the run, and you don't have to ask Montez Sweat to play you know, 80% of the defensive snaps. Right. If somebody is going to get to the quarterback, whether it's Harrigan, and who hasn't had the greatest couple last couple of years as far as numbers goes. Yeah. Um, He's still double digits. Though. He is, but it's not – it wasn't like it was his first couple right. of years. Right. He doesn't have the great all-around game, yeah. I think, that you're looking for. And ultimately, he certainly lacks those explosive pass rush moves. But ultimately, he piles up numbers over the course of a 16-game right. yeah, season. Yeah, he, he does. And it, But so, what I was saying is somebody's going to get open. You're going to have to stop somebody. That When you've got five guys on the offensive line, you're going to now have to – you're going to have to play a tight end. Your running back's going to have to stay yep. in to, to do some blocking. Or maybe you're going to chip a, 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 your receiver. Whatever it is, you're not going to be able to stop it. Payne, Jonathan Allen, whoever's playing nose tackle, you know, if you put in settle there – uh, or, or Kerrigan on the outside, Sweat on the other side. This team looks good. And and then we're we're still not even mentioning the fact that Reuben Foster is going to be able to play. Right. Like th- this defense is going to look so much better than it did last year. And Landon Collins on the back end. Right. We don't know. We think Josh Norman will be here. We think their corners will have plenty of options, how good options they are. I don't know, but Stroman, Alexander, if they can get Dunbar back healthy, assuming that Josh Norman is here, you could do a lot worse at corner, quite honestly. Yeah. And again, Landon Collins, and who knows about Monte Nicholson, and maybe they still draft uh, another safety. As a matter of fact, I would probably think yeah, would that that's there. going uh, to happen. P.J. Elliott is with us. Uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to let you hear from Redskins head coach uh, Jay Gruden. So we'll say goodbye to P.J. Elliott uh, and thank him for all of his contributions here and for joining us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Make sure you follow him at P.J. Elliott Radio. Anything else you want to pop? No, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Two first round picks. Uh, I can't like I can't wait. They they did something right. Right. And they and you're excited and they didn't even draft anybody from your high school or from your hometown. <laughs> no, not yet. I not thought yet. that the was draft, the only I was the I thought that was over. the only time you got excited. No, I'm I'm excited to see what Greg Stroman <laughs> and Tim Suttle do this year. <laughs> My guy, PJ Elliott at PJ Elliott Radio. Thanks to him for joining us. Jay Gruden, Redskins head coach with reporters next, right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is episode number 216 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Right out to Redskins Park, Jay Gruden, Redskins head coach meeting with reporters, this courtesy of 106.7 The Fan and Redskins Audio and Charlie Broyhill. Let's hear from the head coach. A quarterback uh, that has performed like he has in one year of playing football is is quite astonishing, really. He's uh, got all the tools to be an exceptional quarterback uh, in pro football. So now it's a matter of getting him in a building, uh, get him 
caught up with the offense and just going slow with them. We're excited to have them. Uh, great kid, great player, very smart. We had a chance to talk to him uh, at the combine. Obviously, we flew him in here, had a long talk with him, went to dinner with him, spent a lot of time with him, and uh, we feel really good about uh, where he is as a player, where he's going. And then obviously Montez, uh, there was a lot of talk there at 15 where we, you know, losing Preston Smith, we had to pretty address the outside linebacker pass rusher situation. And um, there was talk about actually taking Sweat at 15 um, and to get him in the end of the first round. Obviously, we had to give up a little bit, but uh, we thought it was a no-brainer. Jay, can you take us through a little bit um, the decision-making process to get back into the first round, to get Sweat, what it was about him that you guys felt was um, worth to make that move? Yeah, I think uh, when you watch him as a player throughout his college career and then you watch him in the Senior Bowl and the Combine, the measurables are uh, second to none as far as an edge rusher, outside linebacker type player. If you're six foot six, run a four four one forty, and you have the production that he had at Mississippi State, and he performed like he did at the Senior Bowl. Um, it just is a it's a perfect fit for us because losing Preston, like I said, to go alongside with Ryan Anderson and Ryan Kerrigan, obviously Casanova McKenzie, and uh, I think it's it's, it's a perfect fit for us. Yeah, I think uh, you're always on edge. You know, you're anxious to see who's going where because you put a lot of time into this thing, and you're trying to project who's going to take who, who's going to be where, and uh, and you just have to sit back and wait, and you're uh, you know hoping for the best. But we had a, a number of picks ready to go. Um, if Dwayne had got picked early, we had a couple other options there, obviously. Um, but we were hoping Dwayne would fall to us, and he did. And uh, fortunately, we got him. But really, it's just a matter of waiting and seeing who's there. There was talks about doing that, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, we felt good about our spot. We felt good about the amount of players that were there still at 15. Um, so, um, and then you try to project who needs quarterbacks, so on and so forth. And and really, uh, if you look around the league, there's not a lot of teams that really have to go out and get a first-round quarterback, really. You know, you're looking uh, very few. So we felt like we had a good chance that he would fall to us without having to give up the farm to get him. So uh, fortunately, that move paid off. Uh, Bruce did a great job. Obviously, Kyle Smith, uh, Dan was in the room for sure, and, and uh, everybody's on board. Was it with, with Dwayne, you mentioned you have to be slow with him. Is it kind of hard when you have a 15th pick to know that you may have to be that slow with him? And are you looking like maybe just this year is just such a learning? Obviously, going to be a learning year. But is it one where maybe you just don't expect a lot from him? Well, I don't know what to expect from him yet. i got to get him in here. We'll throw a lot at him. I don't mean slow. I mean patient, so to speak. Uh, but we have to figure out the reps. You know, we have quarterback competitions going out to yin-yang right now. And uh, we have Case here. We're very happy uh, that we have. He's an experienced quarterback who's done it. Colt's been a guy who's been in our system for a long time. He's trying to come back from that injury. Uh, and now we have Dwayne. So we have three quarterbacks in the building we feel good about. And, of course, Alex is still uh, rehabbing and, and doing what he has to do. So um, it's just a matter of getting them all in the room, throwing the ball out there, letting them throw, and then we'll continue to progress and let guys have an opportunity to play. Do you, would you anticipate, could you see a scenario where he continues that job right away? Well, if you're a 15th pick in the draft, uh, I, I 
think you have to give them an opportunity, right? Uh, without a doubt. So um, we feel good about the guys that we have in the building for sure. But when you take a guy in the first round at any time, you're going to have to give him a chance to compete. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's the way pro football is. Case has been through competition before. Obviously, Colt's been through many, many competitions. And the type of guys that they are, they should welcome it and they should expect it and uh, that's the way pro football is that's the way it's always going to be and uh, that's the way it'll be this year Alex is there a benefit to having him around for a join do you think that I mean even though he's going to be focusing on his rehab do you think he'll have some mentorship there with the way the influence yeah, that he I had hope on so you know I think first things first let's get Alex take let's take let Alex take care of Alex first. You know, that's the most important thing. And then moving forward, we welcome him in the building any capacity whatsoever uh, as he progresses through his rehab. So uh, we'll worry about that later once he gets healthy. But uh, he definitely can be a great addition uh, to help these young kids out and Case and Colt um, if, if, if it presents itself. Jay, there were questions about haskins mobility pocket mobility i mean how is he going to fit in your system and 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 where can he improve in that area well i think uh he's a big strong guy uh he can maneuver in the pocket there's a lot of quarterbacks that aren't necessarily uh scramblers so to speak you have to maneuver in the pocket whether it's a six inch step a step up a, a, a lateral step what have you to buy some time he can buy some time with his size and strength he people bounce off of him you know he can uh, do a good job in the pocket he's a big strong kid uh, and he has functional mobility I've seen him do it at Ohio State I've seen him get outside the pocket and make throws uh, for touchdowns and in the red zone and other areas of the field you know there's some things he can work on there's things he's going to have to work on he can work on everything that's as every quarterback can. As Tom Brady's still working on things right now, and Drew Brees, uh, quarterbacks have to continue to work on their craft every single day uh, to continue to be uh, the best that they can be. And and, and uh, Dwayne is the type of guy that I think is very excited about getting into a building and working. And uh, that's what drew us to him. What challenges come with taking a guy who played in a system at Ohio State that was very different than what you run and what most NFL teams are running? How, how is the, the translation of his skill set different than someone who's familiar with some of the concepts? Well, I think uh, if you look at their system this past year, they really did a good job. You know, it's... Uh uh, they have some drop back system. They have a drop back system. They have some RPOs. They do a lot of things that NFL teams are doing. Really, they do an excellent job with their drop back passing game, and uh, and he's a big part of it. You know, getting the team in the right protection. You watch him at the line of scrimmage, changing protections, which is critical at this uh, stage of his career. And obviously, at the next level, uh, he understands uh, pressure looks and how to protect himself which is critical um, and then obviously going through progressions and reading defenses uh, I think there's going to be the biggest challenge for a quarterback coming in the NFL is the speed the, the speed of his receivers the speed of the defense uh, the speed of blitzes coming after him um, how everything happens so fast but uh, he's been doing things at uh, ultra fast level at Ohio State with the no huddle and, and uh, adjusting his per, uh, protections and, and routes and uh, you know, for playing only one year to put up the numbers that he put up is really incredible. Uh, so we feel like there's such an upside with them that you couldn't pass him up. And on Montez, obviously he drops because of medical concerns. What do you guys know about his status? Yeah, we we think he's we think he's good. You know, obviously. Uh, 
there were some concerns, but uh, Dr. Castellero, Larry Hess, we've done our due diligence on this, and uh, we feel very strongly that he's a strong, healthy young man that is six foot six and a half, I think, with a large wingspan and runs what a four four one, I think. You know, I think so. We feel good about his uh, health. Yeah, I know. You, you, obviously, you don't have a, a second-round pick now, but with two third-round picks, what are you trying to accomplish? And what's the bunch of needs to fill maybe on day two? Yeah, you know, there's always needs. I think you're trying to find uh, some, some, obviously, some depth or some possible starting candidates and competition for training camp. And uh, we can go a lot of different ways, really. Um, you know, not to say that we need help in a lot of different areas, but there are some very good players left in the draft. We're excited about. We just got to wait and see who's left and and make the right pick. You know, um, uh, where we're going to go yet we don't know yet but uh obviously so uh we're just gonna sit back and let the board play out and then take our top guy jay as the picks were coming off the board was there one team when you saw them pass on haskins you said okay now he might be our guy giants dolphins broncos any, any team in particular uh probably the giants more so than anybody and maybe miami you know uh, but miami got fitzpatrick and, and there, you know the thing is there's some quarterbacks left that are still very very good you know so uh you know they maybe they felt that uh they can get them in a second or third round uh but we just felt like haskins was the cream of the crop and we're lucky to get them jay a couple of things uh, first of all how, how close did you come up to maybe tra- moving up for sweat at 15 or, or picking sweat at 15 how much did you well there's discussion for that for sure you know and, and obviously uh some other players were in that uh talk as well uh but you know, I think uh, when you're talking about a guy, like I said, with the talent of uh, Dwayne and uh, the upside that we think he has, uh, it's hard to pass up a quarterback, you know. Was Dwayne your number one quarterback on your board? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, was there any discussion at that point about possibly um, talking to the Cardinals about Josh Rosen? That never came up, uh, honestly. Um you know, Josh is on the Arizona Cardinals right now, and uh, we're focused on what we can do in the draft to improve our football team with the players we can get. Discussions with the Cardinals? Uh, no. Okay. How high was Sweat rated on your board? Was he as high? Very high. Yeah. Yes, very, very high. Yes. He was, like I said, he's part of our discussions at 15, and we didn't think we'd get him at 15, and he fell to us. So, uh, obviously, another pass rusher after losing Preston, like I said, you know, Preston say what you want he played a lot of football for us he was very productive for us and uh um so we need to replace him obviously ryan anderson hopefully will fill that void a little bit but we need another one to go along with casanova ryan and obviously ryan kerrigan jay you jumped in front of uh the raiders to to grab montez did you have inside information on that one that maybe <laughs> yeah. No, I did not, unfortunately. I, I wish I did, though. That would have been nice, right? That's what we were hoping for. Yeah. No, they, they, they're they fine. I, I don't talk to them about the draft. We're a little more professional than that, I hope. How do you see that uh, that outside linebacker uh, position shaking out with Kerrigan, Sweat, and, like you said, Anderson and Casanova? There's four right there, and we have some other guys in the building that we like. So uh, we're going to have competition every position and uh, let, them, let them go. But... Uh, when you have guys on the edge nowadays with all the bubble screens and the jet sweeps and all that stuff that can run and get after the quarterback, it's, it's, it's critical because you're going to have to sub some guys in. And I think uh, to ask somebody to play 70, 80 plays a game on defense over a 16-game season is tough. You want to have fresh bodies in there. And when you throw Anderson in there for a little while, he gets a little winded. You throw in a guy that's six foot six, runs a 4 four. You throw him in there, a carrier might get winded. You got Casanova in there for third down. 
Uh, so, you know, we feel good about the rotations that we might have. Same with the defensive line with Thionitis, Payne, and Allen, and uh, Caleb Brantley, and obviously Settle. All right, that's going to do it for us here on a special extended edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 216. Thanks to P.J. Elliott for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Jay Gruden, Redskins Audio, 106.7 The Fan, for all of the audio and contributions there. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll be back with more content as the Redskins make more draft picks uh, and provide more analysis on the two first-round picks. That's coming up throughout the weekend. Stay with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.